Hi, my name's Amanda Trout and welcome to Reality Arts Podcast. Each week I will bring you a different insight and inspiration about art, creativity and arts in health. Join me as we step out of our comfort zones, unwrap those hidden gems and move forward in our creative purpose. You're listening to Reality Arts, helping you to increase your creativity and unlock your hidden talents. Well, hello and welcome to today. Today's Wednesday and it is a pleasure to welcome you to the Arts and Wellness Wednesday episode of the Reality Arts Podcast. Boy, that was a mouthful there. But um, yeah, it's always a pleasure to, to welcome you. And today, if this is your first time, the Arts and Wellness Wednesdays is all about the arts and how they affect or impact our health and well-being. Now, um, I've been doing a lot of work in arts and dementia, and so that's really my specialism and, and how we can use the arts as a therapeutic tool. And I used to run workshops for people living with dementia and creative reminiscence. And I've done quite a bit of research in the way that we can utilise the arts, visual arts mainly, but music therapy um, or music um, in a therapeutic way. There are, you know, those who have studied, say, music therapy or art therapy, and they have their specialism in that discipline. Um, But artists who use creativity who use art I guess it would be termed therapeutic art because you don't have that particular um, qualification that would say that you know you trained as an art therapist or a music therapist or I don't know is there a play therapist Um, but the arts is very important to all of our health and well-being and it's not only if you have an illness or are caring for somebody with an illness I believe it's it's definitely for for all of us to take part in and um, yes so Wednesdays is really touching on areas of the arts and health and things that I may have come across or artists that I've, I've come across and so I welcome you to today's episode. So yesterday I attended the, it was the visual arts, the Cropover Visual Arts exhibition, it was the official opening and um, you know they had, uh, the, Minister John King wasn't able to be there so his um, he sent a representative and we heard from a variety of speakers and there was a lot of, there's a lot of encouragement and um, a movement towards making a difference in the way that the arts are viewed and the way that artists are viewed in Barbados. And um, one of the things that was touched on that I um, thought was, it was important to note because um, whilst for the, you know, for the country, there's a certain remit that needs to be met um, in terms of the arts and a, you know, um, things put down so that, you know, whether it's in schools, there's a, um, children are encouraged that that is a viable, um, a, a viable thing to pursue and to study or to, you know, to, to perfect. Um, but also the, what what kind of resources are made available? You know, do we have um, 
where artists have to purchase materials, especially from abroad, what are the concessions that are made to enable them to produce the art? There's a lot of art and um, a lot of the arts across the board that impact on the income and wealth or GDP of, of different countries. And we can see where there is definitely room for growth. Um, the other thing is that artists themselves have to make sure that they're visible. So you have to have a means whereby people from all around the world can contact you or can see your work or can, you know, even if it's just to see and not necessarily to buy. So you have to have a, a space, whether it's a website or one of the free websites that you, you that you create or a Facebook page, a business Facebook page or whether you're on Instagram, but a means by where you're sharing your work. Um, if it is that you just sell locally, okay, that's fine. But still, you still need that, you know, <laughs> a visceral visual representation so that people know the kind of work you do I mean a lot of people kind of whip out not a lot of people I'm generalizing but you you see some people who like they whip out their phone and then they start showing you their work and it's just like I'd actually like to see see what it looks like on my computer screen which is a lot larger than your phone and also just to see you know what inspires you um, from your work what how, how the, the general layout of your work looks, the kind of themes that you cover in your work. So there's, there's things that artists need to do and, and to look at, you know, social media and how they use social media. And that's something that I've looked at um, quite a bit. And, and it's, it's very important. I'm still learning in terms of, you know, the different platforms and, and sharing my work, but also sharing the work of others. And um, I've also got, by the way, um, I'm offering a free consultation. So if you, you're an artist and you want to look at the things that you're doing and where the step that you need to take, you know, it's not a cure-all um, a miracle but it's a way to kind of you know talk over the things that you and the steps that you'd like to take and and maybe look at how you navigate that and it might be for instance that after the talk you just might have a clearer idea as to say even just the mediums you want to look at or it could be that you you're somebody who's who's caring for somebody and you want to look at different materials that you can use or how they may be able to impact so i've got lots of resources on my blog on my um, on the podcast here you know in terms of some of the information i give where else on instagram on my arts in health but what i'll do towards the end is um talk to you about some of the websites and one of the online um networks that I've developed specifically for the arts in health and it's a resource that you can go to and there are other resources that I will um, mention towards the end and I'll also leave it in the show notes but one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today was it was looking at how you know art definitely has a healing power there's no doubt about it and I've spoken on a previous podcast looking at how um, 
it was looking at the, the, the work I've been doing in the arts and health, but also looking at some of the, the, the way that hospitals use it, you know, the medical profession. Um, hospitals will have arts in their corridors. So it's not only the patients that will benefit, it's also the staff that will benefit as well. You see the art on a day-to-day -day basis. You go into the foyer and there may be, you know, musicians playing. Um, there's a, I think it's Bart, is it Bart's Hospital? Is it Bart's Hospital? It may be. Um, but um, they have, yeah, a, a program, a rolling program. And there are other hospitals as well. UCH near Warren Street um, I, they've got a gallery space at the, the bottom of the hospital it's on the um, uh, ground level and my first exhibition well, one of my first exhibitions in relation to the arts and health was done at that um, that hospital and that was in connection with the um, art therapy for all and I, again yeah I'll give you their details as well because they um they have been putting on a variety of different exhibitions and they're a group of art therapists who not only you know obviously work with their patients but work with other artists and that's how i got involved i connected with them and um it was an open call for an exhibition and i've been you know connected with them for many years and I recently um, did a an exhibition with them and it was at the Darnley Gallery and the exhibition was called Beyond Words and it looked at the healing power of the arts and it explored how art therapy and art making can benefit mental health and improve well-being and it's you know there again if you look if you put in arts and health on your browser you will find lots of organizations around the world doing various different projects a lot of them you know are reliant on volunteers and other artists to you know connect do workshops and um, it's a really powerful thing and it's something that you know, as I say, everybody should be encouraged to do. And more and more, it's been seen that the arts can impact. And I will be talking about that quite a lot, you know, um, over the weeks, because we have to, it has to be as natural to us as, I don't know, say, a person who goes out and buys a newspaper every day, or the fact that you got, you know, you wake up in the morning, you clean your teeth. It's just like, you know, you get up. <laughs> If you're familiar with the blog and the podcast, you will be familiar with Cole whenever the, the, the time suits him um, <laughs> to bark. Anyway, so um, yeah, so it's like something that becomes a natural part of your day to day. And more and more doctors are seeing that, you know, if they have a service where if, if they have patients that would normally come in for things like high blood pressure or, you know, stress or um, 
certain mental health conditions where it could be that you know if you took part in an activity on a regular basis this will take bring down your stress levels this will get you in an environment where there are other people and that connection it stops you from being isolated which again they've shown that people who are isolated or live on their own for extended periods of time and do not are not able to connect with others that impacts on their mental well-being so where they can you know subscribe a series of our activities it's really great and that's one of the things that um when you think about depending on how old you are um back in the day we used to have like um youth clubs and you know activities and a lot of the services that were provided for in in communities have you know either lost their funding or had to close down and a lot of places which have been reliant on volunteers can no longer sustain you know what they do and so communities are missing out and then you've got you know young people who are not able there's nothing for them to do in their area um and you know there's a knock-on effect throughout the whole family so i was included in the beyond words exhibition and i um the kind of work that i did around the time of my mother when my mother was um is still living with dementia but around that time so we're talking you know about 10 years ago and that's where i i felt able to express not verbally what i was what i was going through and how it impacted on me because there was a load of other feelings that came up with caring for my mother as well as you know the impact on myself and my family um i had a young son who kind of only really saw me half the week um growing up and it it was the emotional the emotional impact that it had but also the you know you don't expect to have to look after your parent in that particular way i never saw that i never had any experience of looking after anybody with dementia or even knew what it was and so i had to really learn you know thrown in at the deep end had to learn really quickly because the disease escalated quite quickly or it seemed quite quickly over the years and what i think i managed to do was i adapted and i preempted what might happen um and i put things in place for what might happen i still tried to maintain mum's independence and get her to do as many things as she could but i as i said i put things in place so that when they did you know started to happen like when she needed a wheelchair we had one i didn't have to wait you know um months i took the i took it upon myself to make sure that those things were sorted out um so before she needed the wheelchair it was like she was walking a lot slower um and then when the wheelchair came as i said you know we didn't need to use it for at least six months what i would do was still take her out for a walk 
and then when she got tired she was able to sit in the wheelchair and you know but I encouraged her to you know try and be as mobile as possible so for me the arts um, the arts is a way to help me express and communicate experiences and we can find within society that the arts we can see examples of where the arts have been used to um, to show what particular communities are going through to show what people are going through to talk about the political arena what's going on and we can see you know like you look in the newspapers you you look at the work of artists and the good thing now is that you know yeah people are using social media a lot more so you can see what's happening in the far reaches of the other side of the world the arts keeps our cultures and traditions alive and it helps pass on information about you know what people used to do back in the day you know and for every generation we can see how the arts have changed and it can take many forms through craft disciplines such as pottery weaving music quilting dance and so much more and we can see the stories at the heart of all those things and our stories and skills that are handed down in generations and that's something that we've got to try and ensure that a lot of these skills are passed down so there's um, a weaver here uh, and I must say congratulations to him because he won uh, an award at the Cropover Visual Arts Exhibition among many other artists um, and I'll mention Anne Rudder because she also does work with textiles um, and there were a few other artists there. But with um, and heraldry, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, heraldry. Um, so Sylvester does uh, the weaving and he uses, you know, different yarns. And he also, he's got some beautiful pieces using cotton and sea island cotton is is one of the most uh is one of the most expensive cot um cottons in the world and it is grown in barbados and um when you see it it's so smooth it's so it's it's beautiful and i happen to be growing some let me just put that in I happen to be growing some but i'm talking about the weaving so what Sylvester does, he's got these massive looms and he's got some smaller ones as well and he does talks at schools and he goes into the schools and he shows the students how the looms work and he gets them, you know, on the looms and practicing and it's, it's really amazing for them because that's a skill, that's something that they wouldn't necessarily come across on a day-to-day -day basis I mean these looms are quite big um, but it's a skill that is, you know if you think about some of the skills that are coming back that were lost because of, you know, industrialization and the, the, the desire to have these, well they're just kind of throwaway throwaway clothes basically you know they're made really cheaply they're made the conditions that some of the workers a lot of the workers have to live in are terrible just for the sake of producing you know lots of cheap um, clothing produced cheaply they're paid 
appallingly, but then sold for lots of money and they don't see any of this the money doesn't go back into their community and that's really um, a terrible thing um, so when we look at things that have been handmade textiles the the the, the yarn's been spun and um, sorry the the fibers have been spun into yarn and then woven i'm getting better with my <laughs> my the use of all the technical terms for the the words but it's 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 looking at the skills that that have been handed down and even with the heldry i mean um and rudder's um barbadian roots um and lived a lot of the time in the states but it's again one of those skills that she does that is that is you know um it's it's not one of those things that they're teaching now and so you need like these masters in these fields and their expertise and for that to be passed down and that's something that you know in terms of what the government you know or you know an investment could could be made into is how do we keep hold of some of these traditions that you know it's just one and two artists now that are doing it we've got calabash carving we've got you know a, a artists who work with mahogany and carving and carving uh, wood carving um, quilting there are some really beautiful quilts that i've seen made here in barbados and and so it's all of those techniques and skills that in those times you know you'd get say i guess traditionally like women would gather around a table if you're talking about quilting gather around a table and they'd all work on a quilt or there'd be quilts that are handed down um through generations in a family or if we look at the uh, boros I'm going to butcher this name, but I'll put it in the... It's the Japanese um, art of mending um, and the simple stitches that are used and how different fabrics are, you know, things aren't thrown away. The fabrics are used to strengthen the clothes and over time you've got this build-up of fabric, but you've got beautiful stitching as well. And there are some beautiful, you know, African, Indian uh, stitches and uh, woven... Um, examples of cloth and designs that are beautiful that these are things that definitely need to be passed on because if you look at now what is it you're passing on you know the clothes from Primark you know um, and you know I'm I'm not dissing Primark but when you look at you know these places that they fill up their shelves cheaply they stack them high it looks like a bomb's hit it at the end of the day and you can't look at it and say, yeah, you know, the fabric came from this village or this country or, yeah, the stitching was, you know, it's been um, passed down the generations. There's no history in the particular clothes. And as I said, throwaway clothes, even the, the designers, you know, some of the the high street brands you can't say that you know unless it's a really beautifully tailored piece you know again those skills uh, are being lost and there is a resurgence in some places of you know the need to bring back say you know um 
again, carving furniture, um, weaving chairs, um, being able to look at a design and to uh, cut the pattern and to create the piece of clothing. So that's something that, you know, when you look at the impact on health, the and, and when we look at these particular skills and how when you take part in that, that it's a very calming effect. You know, it's not just something that you can just slap dash and, and then, you know, you've made it. So each generation, with each generation, we can look back and learn and then add our experience. And there are some amazing designers and artists that are coming up now, you know, and especially out of the community college here in Barbados, there are some really talented um, artists. And that was one of the other things I noted about the exhibition. Uh, There was quite a few artists that you don't normally see at a lot of the exhibitions around the island and so it was really nice to meet with them and I will be putting uh, just some highlights from the exhibition uh, opening on my blog so I'll leave the link for that. So I've been using art and creativity as a way to express different aspects of my life and my perspective and I remember the stories heard from elders as they gathered round the kitchen table. You know, kids were to be seen and not heard at that time. And the adults would often forget that the kids are sitting under the table. So they would only remember when, you know, you actually made a comment to something that somebody said. And then they would tell you to, you know, to leave the room. And it's those kind of things that I've been trying to capture from some of the talks that I've been, not talks, but some of the work that I've been doing. And it comes out in some of my um, sculptures and some of the kind of textile pieces that I've used a lot of traditional like cowrie shells and beading and also utilizing some of the stitches that I'm kind of researching online you know the andinkra symbols and the meaning behind a lot of the um, the meaning behind a lot of the you know symbols that you would see used by you know different tribes and communities So learning to capture moments of our lives in art and creativity tells part of our life experience and you might not see it if you spoke to me. So when you look at my art, you can actually see my narrative and some of my story. And there may be aspects that, you know, I will need to talk to you about, but it's it's being able to see that. And as a carer, I found that art was something that I was able to tap into and it was a way to express even to myself what I was feeling even if it was the use of colors and um, you know or the way that I I don't know express things on the paper so some of the resources now that I wanted to um tell you about well I I had created well before I created I'd created an arts in health NHS network and this 
network aims to provide and share and encourage the use of the arts in creativity in a healthcare environment or an environment that where you just want to you know utilize the arts and it's free to join um, and what I do is I curate a lot of the information from around the world of things that are happening and I also if I'm doing any work or creating any resources I'll share it to that as well and it's really for the people who are on the platform as well to be able to share their best practice or share some of their resources that they may have that may be useful and if you as uh, you know an organization who has created resources as well it's a good way to be able to showcase that and to get you know individuals or um, people to be able to utilize it and see you know like review it basically because it's fine creating something but then the, the real test is does it really work is it really practical the other place is arts for dementia and they work in partnership with existing agencies to inspire and re-energize people living with dementia in the community to bring fulfillment to their lives and they run courses um, and you know workshops there were some really interesting ones where they were running workshops in the galleries and you know appreciating art and a lot of the workshops are for the carer and the person living with, with dementia to attend and it's you know to be able to attend an environment in a supportive um and in a supportive way because they then have staff there on hand to be able to help and guide you and and yeah so they're really good so definitely check them out and if you wanted to know also some how to work um creative activities for those who are say in the early stages of dementia or in the medium you know the middle stages or towards the you know the more severe stages of de- well yeah some tips on the more severe stages of dementia um and they also run um you know in-house workshops as well so the other place is the london arts in health forum and it's a membership organization again free to join and it aims to develop the role of culture in well-being and to promote and support the arts in health across um london and nationally and they have you know a list of events a list of opportunities for artists a list of events and it's definitely a really great resource to be able to see what's happening and how you can get involved and um yeah it's really um there are so many more organizations out there and as i say if you google the arts and health you may be able to um see some of the organizations available so the as i said the arts in health network that i curate for um i have space for um artists who are involved and for you to showcase your uh, your own work or you know i also give advice in terms of some of the things that you need to think about um as an artist going into an environment 
um, some of the environments or the organizations that you will be able to access. There are a lot of, you know, care homes if you want to do work experience. There are a lot of care homes that welcome volunteers. And so I give advice on that and, and list a few of the um, resources that are available. I also list videos. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely a, a great resource for you to check out. And um, definitely join. And if you've got something that you want to share with the network, you are most welcome to do so. <laughs> mosquito flying around. Anyway, so I'm going to leave it there for now. And I hope that you've been able to find uh, find something that has touched you in some way that you'll be able to access and you know that you come and check out some of the resources and you know get involved the more of us who are you know if we we're saying or I say many times you know dementia doesn't discriminate at all and the whole community is affected and the arts is something for the whole community it's not just for those who've got you know millions of pounds who can you know have these collections of art in their house but as artists we make our our art accessible in variety different ways um, to a variety of different people and we have to I was going to say we have to be more more accessible so open up our studios have you know studio tours or open houses or you know um, go talk about your work in different settings you might you know go to your local hospital or your doctor's surgery you know check what they're doing Um, and yeah get involved with one of these organizations lend your help volunteer you know add your voice Um, and share what you're doing so thank you for joining me today and I look forward to to having you join me on Friday where it's the inspirational shorts where I just give you a little um, (laughs) inspirational chit chat to an inspirational talk to to get you kick-started for the weekend so I look forward to having you join me you take care for now You're listening to Reality Arts, helping you to increase your creativity and unlock your hidden talents. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. You can check me out on my blog or YouTube channel for more creative insights, videos and reviews. Stay blessed and be a blessing.